Hello and welcome to the Noise Podcast, sponsored by Stereo Brain Records and brought to you as part of the Noise Podcast Network. This is part two of four of our favourite noises series, where our resident scholar Will Marshall sits down with bands to discuss their favourite album of 2022, as well as asking for a recommendation on a band that they think might do some big things in 2023. On top of that, Will does a little bit of fishing as to any upcoming plans that they might have in the near future. In this episode, Will talks to the legend that is Jamie Lenman. He talks to Rodrigo from Iris, M of Delaire the Liar, and Joe of Kurakuma. It's yet another stacked one. Just to add a shout out for our mates in Iris, they currently have a GoFundMe set up in order to try and reclaim expenses that they amassed on tour. The band lost about 20000 as they played across Europe with Paul Bearer and Elder. It's a damning indictment of the current scene that we have and the touring scene for bands, and it's only getting harder. Every little goes a long way for bands such as Iris, and if you want incredible bands like that around, make sure to go and support them. Or even if it's giving a like, share, comment, every little helps everyone. So uh, if there's anything that you feel that you can do, please do so. This podcast can be streamed on all major platforms and is also available on YouTube. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend about us. Even a little goes a really, 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 really long way. Uh, And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Noise Podcast Network. And keep up to date with everything noisy on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Noise UK. Enjoy the episode. Well, again, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Um, So as part of this, um, the first question is like what is your album of the year for 2022 i was trying to remember what year we're in yeah it's difficult isn't it especially you know because we've had two of them taken away from us essentially i i would say my album of the year without doubt is an album that i can't actually pronounce the name of which is difficult when people ask me right yes i think it's bucephal it might be bucephaly it's by nostromo it's nostromo's new record bucephaly or bucephal I know the word is Bucephalus, which was Alexander the Great's horse, right? And the cover is a horse. So they're clearly talking about um, Alexander the Great's horse. But yes, the album is huge and um, an immense, well, I say return to form. They haven't made a record for about 12 years. So uh, it's a return to everything. Return to band for Nostromo. Yeah, a very strong return to band. Amazing. Uh, what's the kind of like vibe of the record? Because it's not a band I'm actually that familiar with, because obviously like, it's been 12 years. Um, Sure, yeah. Well, their last full-length, Echilex, I think was in the, the mid-noughties, and it was it's one of the fastest, heaviest, most aggressive things I've ever heard. And the weird thing about Bucifal is that it starts, the first track, Ship of Fools, is actually very, well, for Nostromo, quite slow and atmospheric. And so you think, oh, right, they're going for a completely different sort of groove thing. And then it just goes, no, and you're like, oh my God, and the rest of the record. It's just like, it was sort of like Nostromo as you know it, but sort of turbo powered. They're very fast, very aggressive. Oh, amazing. And is that like, I guess, what sort of genre would you say they roughly, you know, because obviously it's fairly meaningless, but like just as a brief ballpark. I'd say like, tech thrash <laughs> oh sweet okay yeah, yeah so they're kind of kind of a bit thrashy okay i can vibe with that for, if for sugar sure. was really fast that's okay like, they sound a bit like maybe that to be fair that sounds really really cool i'm, is, I'm gonna yeah, have to check yeah. that out because it's got oh, it's gone boy. past it's like it's passed me by so i definitely need to hear that by the sounds of it yeah you're welcome 
Okay, amazing. So that's Nostromo's new record and the first in 12 years, which is quite the wait. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a mathematician. I'm a musician. They're different things, man. <laughs> yeah, who counts time signatures anyway? <laughs> well, I mean, Nostromo. Bloody hell, you want to listen to it, mate. What? <laughs> 11 9? What? It's all 4 4 if you don't count. That's nice. Nice one. Or 1 1. <laughs> I used to play in 1 1. When I was the drummer in a, in a, a, a tech metal band, I played it just one one. I was like this, then that, then this, then that. I didn't know what I was coming or going. It's terrible. Sounds yeah. This is a good way of doing it though. Yeah. At least you're never can too confused about the beat. Um, amazing. So Nostromo's record for the for the album of the year pick. And in terms of an artist, you think people should have their eye on for 2023? I think. Uh, do you know what? I went on a tour um, last week, last month. I lose track of time because the tour was a bit scattered about as well. It was only very short, so four shows. And on the last night, we played a gig in Hartford, where I'd never been before, either, um, you know, to play or I'd never even set foot in this place. It was great. And the support act that the promoter had picked out to play with me were called Drown, a four-piece from sort of Hartford way, I think maybe slightly in between Hartford and maybe they said Roxeter to me. I might have made that name up, but um, they're great. They sound, I told, I said at the time that they sounded a bit like an angry Weezer and they've only got the one track out. If you search for um, More Life by Drown on YouTube, it's the picture of a shark and uh, man, that song has overtaken my world. And they were really great guys. And they, we were talking about it. They said they were going to record an EP. So man, I cannot wait for that. Presumably that'll be out next year. And then whatever comes beyond that, I'm really excited about them. You know, it's not often that you <clears throat> see a band live that you well i mean it's a sad occurrence but you know you go in and completely blind having never heard them and then you go wow these guys are great and then you go and search out everything they did and that they're nice guys as well they're the whole package yeah drown incredible and that what was the new song called again you said sorry the, the single is called more life i don't more know life. how it is but it's i mean it's the only thing that they've got up anywhere so looking forward to more of that amazing okay so more life by drown is the initial i guess like teaser of what's what's coming uh, yeah. of, of the life to come from band hopefully hopefully next year yeah. they sound really cool angry weezer is a fantastic description yeah um right. I've, got a friend, once. I've got a friend who loves like regular weezer so if i'm gonna i'm gonna send <laughs> put him onto them as well and go right really? oh fantastic okay and yeah last but not least uh what's what, what's in the works for jamie lemon what's coming up 2023 2023 well uh so 2023, yeah, it's not exactly a, a blank page. Basically, my, my plans for 2023 is just to play as much live music as I can. Like I say, uh, you know, I did a short, um, we did a few festivals, you know, and then we did a short four-day tour. And then on December the 18th this year, we've got a big party, Lem Mania, in, in Manchester. That's going to be cool. But that's not really, that's only like, what, eight shows in the whole year? It's not very many at all, blank, at all. I think fucking Nirvana played more shows this year than eight shows, you know, somewhere around that. But um, yeah, next year I want to be everywhere. So we're going to do all the festivals. I say all the festivals, we're going to do loads of festivals. There's new festivals popping up every day here in the UK. Um, so I'm going to do as many of them as I can. I've got a few booked in already. Some have been announced, some of them I can't say, you know. And then I'd really like to do um, a more concerted, more thorough album tour, you know, because the album came out, it was last week, I think. Yeah, 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 it was last week, wasn't it? it? So it's not even been out in a week, actually. Can that really be true? 
I feel like I've lived with the album for so long. Sorry, I'm, I'm um, derailing this question. My point is that now the album's out, I want to, and people know the songs and people have heard the songs. I really want to like go up and down the UK and stop in every single town and play all of those songs to people because, you know, the reaction's been great. People want to hear them live and my band is fucking sick, you know? So I want to play them live. People want them. I want them. We dovetail in the middle. I'm going to do loads of shows. There's going to be an album tour, but I don't know exactly when yet. Probably kind of springtime, you know? My people are working, my people are working that out. I got people. Watch out. <laughs> I got mans. You got people and you don't want to say the wrong thing. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the and neither do we, you know. It's like if we say the wrong Maybe people, you send your people around. Will happen. I am Jamie Who. That's how I have to be these days. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, we look forward to that. Um, so thanks so much for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Um I know you've got a lot on a lot on your plate at the moment. So um, what I'll do is we'll just dive straight into it. Um, so first of all, um, if I could please have your album of the year for 2022. Uh, my album of the year of 2022 is uh, Vigidud, There's Always Blood at the End of the Road. Um, that album, I think, came out in the beginning of the year. Yeah, January. Um, and it was probably my... It's probably top five best black metal albums of all time, if I if I can call it that. Um, and that's just because I think it's relentless. It never it, it never stops. Like it 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 starts really heavy and fast, and there's not one moment of a break. And it still doesn't make you feel like it's um, you know boring or anything. It's not repetitive or anything. I never got tired of it, and it just keeps the edge on and on and on so that's basically the reason why i think this is like a, it's a back-to-back kind of thing to listen like when you start listening to it like the from the first to the last song like there's not a moment that where you the album makes you like lose it and and it just flows really well and it never ends like the aggression never ends basically yeah i mean it's a great pick it's really high praise for you to say that's like one of the one of your top five black metal records ever because there's some incredible black metal out there but i've got to agree like this is one of the best maybe what i don't know about all time just because i'm still relatively new to the genre in in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. but like certainly in the last few years there's never there's I, i don't recall a black metal album as furious and as i like like you say just unstoppable it just goes mm-hmm. and goes at not even not one speed but like it's all the same level of intensity but yep. you never it never feels over like like your bits wearing you down in terms of mm-hmm. like you're never just like oh for god's sake give me a break here you know it's always just like mm-hmm. it's just this onslaught and then it finishes and you're like oh shit where did <laughs> where did like where did that entire time go um so viega exactly. dude there's always blood at the end of the road is mm-hmm. a fantastic shout and i think if i'm not mistaken i think they're one of the bands in the church of ra are they not they are yeah they are uh, i think the whole Ghent scene we're all huge fans of the whole church of ra scene and um and uh, actually brutus also had like an album come out even though they may not be in the same exact scene but they they all know each other there they're all in Ghent, so uh they also have a great album um but yes we we are all 
huge on into that uh, mm. that scene and we have been for a while and i also now that you're saying that about uh it being like a black metal album i don't maybe when i was much younger now but since like i since my late 30s you know i'm in my 40s now but since my late 30s i don't recall a black metal album that i have listened back to back so often for so long like I don't, I can't recall. Probably did that more in my twenties than any other time. But after a certain age, I for some reason it was not like premeditated or anything. Like, but I don't recall listening to a black metal album for so long and so often as I did with this one because this one was just amazing. And I can still do it. Like I could, I started listening not in in January when it came out and haven't stopped ever since and every now and then I still play it back to back you know and I don't think you'll ever leave it you know yeah it's it's a great record definitely best experienced like you say is like a whole um but if you had to pick one song that you think would like to get someone into Viega dude or at least you know there's always blood at the end of the road what would you kind of pick as your top song from the record if you have one uh probably the very first one Scar 41, I think it's called, because um, that's actually what got me into into that, that initial, yeah, FN Scar 16. Yeah, that's how it's called. Um, it's just, it's just the, that riff, that circular nature of that riff, you know, that repeats, repeats a lot and never really goes anywhere. It's just like, it's like really, really aggressive and repetitive and actually it's in talking about something being like circular and repetitive we all like and especially Pablo and I in the band we all like this you know uh bands that have this you know cert where we call like a circular sound the things repeat a lot exhaustively and it, we feel like it gives like a little a heavier atmosphere to things makes everything like darker and 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 nastier in a way, almost like in a nihilistic kind of way. So, yeah, so we, we, we really like it. And I think that song is a perfect first song because it traps, you know, it gets listeners to to listen to the whole thing. But yeah, that song, and I think I have another one too that I really like. It might be uh, Until It Is Not, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah, it might be until it is not. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those two, I think, might be my favorite. But the first one is definitely what caught my attention. And then the whole album never, never really let it, uh, you know, sleep. Yeah. Okay. So we've got FN Scar 16 as sort of like the, the main, like you said, that intro track that really mm -hmm. just grabs you. Because, mm -hmm. like you say, it's it's so easy. And the thing is, it's so easy, right, for something that's cyclical to seem boring. Mm -hmm. And they just don't do that at all. Like, it's mm -hmm. it's constantly just because it's so aggressive, you just you just can't escape it. So, okay, so that's Viega, dude. There's always blood at the end of the road as your album of the year. If we look ahead to, say, 2023, because somehow we're already there, nearly, mm -hmm. Um who would you say is the one band that you think people need to be paying attention to? If you, if like, obviously there's so many great ones like emerging now, who who's mm. kind of like your pick for like someone that you think is really going to own 2023? Um, you know, I was, when we were touring, like 
uh, we played a festival in Switzerland up in smoke and it was excellent. And I was, I, I of course didn't, didn't have the opportunity of uh, listening to all the bands that were playing that day. We knew some of them, of course, but we didn't have a chance to, to learn about all of them on tour, you know, life's crazy and whatnot. But then there was a concert outside and I noticed a lot of people were going there. And then I went there too, to watch that. And, and it was a band from, from Bergen, Norway called Slow Mosa. And um, I absolutely had a blast in that show. And then I started digging deeper and apparently they're fairly bigger in Europe than in the US. And I don't know in the UK, but in the US they're definitely, uh, I, I think, I don't think many people know them there, but in Europe they're like, like people were really excited to see them and I could see why. Um, I think those guys have a lot of potential, even exchange a few words with them and say, give them compliments. Uh, because I think those guys um, have everything that a band needs in order to, uh, you know, really blow up. So I think I think they. If I were to continue to track and look at a band, and I think that band is going to do really well, and it's a band that is, you know, has ground to cover, but it has everything that it it takes to you know, to cover that ground, that would be a band from Norway called Slow Mosa. I don't know how many people are, how many people are familiar with those guys, but um, I think they have a lot of potential. Amazing. I can't say I'm personally familiar, but that doesn't mean that, you know, they're not like bigger news outside of, you know, my kind of normal sphere. What would you say they, what would you say like the vibe is kind of sonically? What would you say they kind of sound uh, like? Kind of, there's sludge, um, yeah, very sludge, but clean vocals. The vocals are really cool because they're very belty. And the songs are very repetitive too. Uh very repetitive. But it it's I think that was the biggest proof to me that the band was really good and different in many ways because even though the music was repetitive, it felt good listening to them like throughout. But yeah, like vibe-wise more sludge and pretty easy on the year to be honest um um but yeah um those the, the guys are like just dress really casually uh there's no gimmick or anything um people who like doom and sludge and you know normally i would say it would be their crowd and it's it's you know i know a lot of people i wouldn't say it's in fashion to sound like that necessarily but there are a lot of bands that do that um nowadays and these guys stood out uh, in my opinion okay amazing slomosa so I've, I've actually just had a, a quick look um so it looks like they've only released uh i think i'm spelling it right as s-l-o-m-o-s-a um looks like they've yeah. only done one album and that was yeah. in 2020 um yeah so great shout um really really keen to hear some more of them i'm going to check them out afterwards actually because yeah doom and sludge is very much up my up my street Mm-hmm. um last but not least then we're going to talk a bit about of course your band iris um mm-hmm. you've just released a new ep gloria um mm-hmm. it's kind of i i i would say in a in the looser sense like this is one for the post metal fans right you know if, if you like post metal this is really definitely going to be something you're into so let's talk uh, iris and what have you got coming up um now that you know now that the ep is out um well we're still like 
our heads are spinning because of the tour still. Um, we had a really long tour with Paul Bear and Elder, which we, you know, absolutely love. Um, but it was also a very exhausting uh, experience too, because it was our first ever European tour. It was almost like, I was almost two months on the road, but, you know, the, as a band, we were like a month and a half. I had to come from Brazil to go to the U.S. first. We did a couple of shows there and practice a lot had a new drummer. So it was a lot of things at stake and we still, you know, went out on tour and uh, lost a lot of money to be completely honest with you. Um, Cause the, uh, as many people are saying, like touring makes less and less sense nowadays because the cost of everything is just so incredible. Um, but, you know, thankfully we got some help uh, and uh, it's helping ease the, the burden on us. Uh, so right now we are like, you know, we have, we have music, we have music that we, you know, working on it a little bit uh, to release a new album. Uh, we could, if we wanted to, but right now um, we, we're like taking a break from the whole thing. Um, if, if you ask me personally, and I don't speak as the whole band, but uh, me personally, we'll probably, we'll probably have some material to release uh, something at the end of the year if that's going to be any another ep or an album that might be uh, up to discussion but we do have music coming up um i would say that um in my in my estimations here we we would release music probably towards the end of the year um but then again things change a lot and you know might get offers for another round of shows you know they, it's hard to tell but there should be there should be that's a good way to put it there should be music next year amazing okay so yeah hopefully some new music next year depending like you say on how things fall with tour packages you know whether you guys go out on the road again whether it's whether you're happy and it's all ready um mm -hmm. and of course you mentioned a minute ago that you know you've because I, I did want to pick up on this actually, because it's something that I'd like to draw attention to to see if you know. Because you guys lost, you say a lot, like it was a, an insane amount of money that you guys ended up losing, which mm. sucks, you know. Because mm. and touring, as you say, does is horrifyingly because there's no real other way, right, of a band making money than touring and selling merch, and it's making less and less sense to tour. So, like, mm. how are you? How are you meant to keep that up on the road? You know. So I think if I'm not mistaken, there is a GoFundMe. Um, if it's open, you know, when the time this episode goes live, we'll make sure to link to it. Um, so if well, people can, if people can do, they can, you know, they can maybe see if they can help out the band just a little bit, because because mm -hmm. that was a rough, rough hit when you guys got home um, <laughs> from such a good tour. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, and we we were even doing things like we we're driving ourselves to save money um we were like you know trying to save as much as possible in so many other ways uh we had to you know hire a drummer because our our drummer left so uh that's an expense that we can't just you know ignore we have to you know, yeah you know you know get take take care of that but we did all we could as far as like ways to try to save money um but it's just the way the world is after this pandemic. It's it's just a bizarre in the music industry. I think even bigger bands were like having to cancel tours. And for us, they were just, you know, kind of starting now. It's a little bit, it's it's even more complicated. But we're gonna continue 
to do it because that's what we love doing. And um, we just hope that things get better so we can only do that. And of course, we all have our our jobs and stuff uh, or else or else we wouldn't be able to make it. But um, but yeah, we hope hopefully one day we'll be able to do this full time and then have even more you know, time and, and, and dedication and I wouldn't say dedication, but time and effort, uh, uh, not even effort. I would say time and how should I say really time to spend on things and actually get our brains to be used in the most optimum kind of way to write music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is dedication, right? It, it's time to dedicate mm-hmm. to the band. Yes. You know? yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's not that you're not dedicated to it now. It's that you can't dedicate as much as you want to because mm-hmm. it's not something that's right now your full-time thing mm-hmm. maybe one day you know that's that's the dream right yeah. is, is music full-time um for yep. so many of us yep okay yeah well again thanks so much for your time this evening i was and it's it's been a real pleasure having you on thank you so much well, yeah it's great it's great to be here thanks so much for joining me on a saturday morning uh, of, of all times hopefully you are feeling better now because i know you weren't earlier in the yeah, week no. yeah getting Good. there getting there it's just the cold isn't helping <laughs> no it is yeah it's freezing um but yeah we're here to talk about first of all albums of the year because it's hit december and that's all everyone's going to be talking about for the next month Ooh. and then ne- and then we're going to start talking about obviously what next year brings both for bands you think people need to be keeping an eye on and what your band are doing so if we start, first of all, with the big one, what's your album of the year for 2022? My album of the year for 2022 is Rouge Carpet Disaster by Static Dress because they are quite literally one of the best bands I have found in a very long time. And I feel a little biased because I do know them, but also I've seen them so many times this year and every time like live or just on the album completely blow me away. And yeah, big fan very big fan (laughs) yeah i they're an interesting one static dress aren't they because like they have so much of an idea already of exactly what the band is Mm -hmm. and they've got such a strong visual identity yeah as well and that's i don't i I don't know loads about the album i admit but i have listened to it a few times it's really good but it it does have that overarching theme does it not There's, there's definitely like a constant thread that runs through everything they do yeah definitely and I think like that's part of the reason I love it so much it's like not only inspiring for like our band in terms of like I don't think I've ever seen a band with such a strong visual like what's the word I can't think of the word but like just such like an insane level of details in the visuals which is then put into the live shows as well and like just their whole timeline of what they've been doing as a band, I think has just been really cool to watch and like see evolve slowly. And I'm getting the hint that there's something going to be happening in the works, given the show in August at Underworld and everything that they did was the end. So I'm just really excited to see what's cooking. (laughs) Nice. Now, musically, um, I I heard these described as uh, Gen Z glass jaw. Um, (laughs) And I know it's a bit reductive, Hmm. But it's not it's not a million miles wrong, is it? It's not it's not a million miles wrong, no. But yeah, I think oh, I don't even I don't even know what to say. Like I agree with that statement, but I also think that they are 
unique in their own way and I think what they're doing in terms of their overall image and what they're putting out into the world I think is really exciting yeah for sure I think the comparison was more musical you know because they're very much in that vein of like the post-hardcore that Glassjaw were Mm. sort of working in but yeah there's a whole host of stuff that goes on around it especially you know thematically visually and like I say that show at the underworld which I sadly couldn't go to but I heard that that was a whole like a, almost like a story, almost like a stage production mm. that you'd get. I mean, yeah, I, w- I wasn't there either, but yeah. from what I heard, it sounded amazing. And with the whole um, hashtag number thing that I never, I still can't figure out that code. I swear, like every single time they put something up, there's like a code attached to it. And I always want to figure it out, but I'm just not quite smart enough. <laughs> Maybe it's all building towards something that will actually make sense later. Maybe. Which, to be Definitely. fair, wouldn't surprise me because they do seem like they've got a lot of forward vision on that as well. Mm. There's always stuff cooking in there, you know? Mm. All right, so album of the year, Static Dress, Rouge Carpet Disaster. Definitely a good one for people to be checking out if, if they're into, as I say, like that sort of glass jaw neck of the woods with a whole, with their own, of course, like 2022 spin on it. It's not just... Yeah. <laughs> dig, it's not just exhuming like worship and tribute again. Mm. Okay, so looking ahead to 2023, what's one band you think people need to be keeping an eye on and watching out for next year? I reckon my go-to band for this question would be my friend's band in Negative Measures. They're based down in Brighton. They're a hardcore band. They've been going since, I think the first time I saw them was in 2015. They played my mate's house party and it was possibly the rowdiest thing I've ever been to in my life. Like, I mean everyone can imagine exactly what a small hardcore show in someone's living room is going to turn out like but it was absolute chaos in the best way and like they've they've just been going ever since and absolutely killing it and they recently put out an EP with Other Half which is incredible and like their own EP and there's a song called I Don't Owe You Anything which is banging it's so good and yeah I have a feeling that that's really gonna take off next year Nice. Hardcore's in a really good spot at the moment, not just like mm. overseas, but like the UK seems really getting a lot of love, which is nice to see. Yeah, definitely. I think especially down in Brighton, like um, my mate Oscar, shout out Oscar, uh, who's um, Burning Water Promotions. They're absolutely killing it down in Brighton. Like there's hardcore shows all the time and like some really, really fucking good bands coming out of there. Sorry if I can't swear. Good bands. <laughs> it's fine, honestly. Okay, so ne- we've got negative measures, hardcore. In terms of hardcore, then, because, and you know, and there's so many different strains of it now. There's yeah. everyone to, like from veins, metallic hardcore and nihilism to like yeah. Scowl, who are like more like, almost more of a punk band. Where would you say they yeah. sort of sit musically in hardcore? I'd say more on the on the punk side, like like you mentioned, Scowl. Like I get similar sort of vibes. Nice. So it's it's very much that sort. I guess not quite eighties, nineties sort, of, but definitely that very much punk inflected side of it. Yeah. Okay, sick. Okay, so we've got Negative Measures as the band to watch out for, and they're from Brighton. Yeah. Are they, I'm assuming they're on like Bandcamp, Spotify, etc. for people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're on all all the usual spots. (laughs) Good, okay. And last but not least then, we're going to talk about your band, Delare the Liar. You said, you know, you did say before we started, you've had something of a quiet year this year. Mm. But you did put out an EP last year, wasn't it now? We did. Um, it was actually a year ago today. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Well, happy anniversary it's to the you. Anniversary today. Um, yeah, it's been great this year so far. It's been a little quieter towards the end of the year, but that's not to say that 
that doesn't mean we're not preparing for next year. Is yeah. That's all I can really say. <laughs> well, you've got a few things lined up, you said. Um, I know you've already been announced for 2000 Trees. Yes. In... At the moment, we've got um, 2000 Trees in summer and Loom Fest in April, which is going to be amazing. I'm really, really excited for that yes. one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Loom, actually. I saw when that yeah. announcement got released, I just thought, you know what? That's going to be that's going to be really cool, actually. It's such it's a good just... lineup so far. I'm well excited. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, the ones that have been announced are really, really good. Because mm-hmm. I think Dream State are playing as well. And... Yeah, I'm so excited to see Dream State again. It's been so long. I, I never got to see them on the first go-round because mm-hmm. I was at Download 2018. I interviewed them there. And I was oh, meant to go see their set, but it clashed with another interview I was doing. No. <laughs> so I sent I sent uh, one of my friends instead, and he said it was amazing. But yeah, I wish I wish I'd seen them then. But I'm going to make up for it <laughs> this time round. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so we've got Loom, and we've got Two Thousand Trees. Yes. And assume and assuming you're working on other stuff as well. Yes. Just not quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, thing things are cooking. Nice. And that's all I can say. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's, yeah, that's everything then. Well, thanks so much for your time this morning. Cool. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, what is your album of the year for 2022? So, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the one I've listened to the most, but it's kind of, the one that's perhaps the most fun to talk about and impress me the most. Um, it's Black Fellflower Stream by Sunrise Patriot Motion, which is quite the tongue twister. It is. Uh, so what, what's their vibe? Why is it your album of the year? So I think basically the easiest way to describe it, it's it's kind of, it reminded me a lot of Killing Joke. And actually there's a really good blurb on on the Bandcamp page. Um, sometimes these blurbs are a bit like wanky, but this one actually um, nails it. And I, I could just read that to be honest, because it says, um, Black Fellflower Stream finds surreal new territory at the edges of heavy metal and gothic rock with the odd tensions of killing joke and the desperate pop undulations of life love at Kino and the snake core. And then it says, it sounds like Motorhead playing outdoors a valley away. And, uh, I think that's a pretty good description, yeah. To be fair, that sounds fucking killer. Yeah, and it, it just like dra- like draws you in straight away, and so yeah, I gave it a listen, and I was uh, I've been listening all year, yeah. So when did that come out then? Um, let's see. Well, June, so not all year, but June. ever since it came out, yeah. Okay, and what would you say is like your favorite thing about the record? It's just it's different, and um. It's not often you can say that, I don't think, anymore. Um, you know, it like the description says, it's pulling from gothic rock, it's pulling from black metal a lot, although that is more of a subtle influence. Um, yeah, it just, th- there's there's like a, a chord change in the first song in like the first 30 seconds, and it was just so unexpected. Um, yeah, it was just something that, really reminded me how creative metal can be and um yeah just the fact that it's different and it it nails it at the same time like i say it's for me that's a rarity but it kind of guarantees that i'll i'll listen for that for the whole way through 
how is it you came across it? Was it just like a, a random Bandcamp find then, or? Uh, I think it was one of them where it was like, I saw it in a few different places. Like, I think I probably saw it going around Twitter and then I saw uh, a few reviews and then my friend, kind of one of my friends on Facebook who whose music taste I trust posted it. And I was like, you know, once you've seen it a few times, you're like, go on then, I'll check it out. Um, and yeah, it was definitely, definitely worth it. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's really cool. Um, what would you say is, so if we kind of pick favorite track from it yeah um i would say the first hang on my mom's gonna walk through the uh we're just doing a podcast you can walk through just don't talk to me yeah yeah sorry um what was what was the question again favorite song what would you say your favorite song on the record is uh I think the one that like represents are you are you gonna play a song? Or no. No, 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 okay. I would say the the first track, Sunrise Labyrinthian, um that kind of represents the sound of the whole album. Um and like I was saying, as the first track, that's the one that really hooked me and it starts off right. with like um a vague synth sound and then you get the guitars coming in and there's a, there is a lot of kind of dungeon synth style stuff. There's a couple of dungeon synth interludes on this, um, so you've got you've got the the normal tracks and then and then a couple of interludes as well. Yeah, nice because it seems like especially like on Bandcamp, underground metals had a real resurgence of creativity this year. So that's really fucking cool to hear about, like dungeon synth post punk almost. Yeah, yeah, it's a great combination. Like I say. Um, you know, a lot of dungeon synth. It's often just the interludes, um, and then the rest of the album might be just full on black metal or whatever. But th the cool thing about this album is the synths are kind of present throughout the rest of the songs as well. So I don't know the dungeon synth thing to me. Sometimes it, it feels a little uh, disjointed in the way the style the styles can change between tracks. But in this one, because the synths there throughout. Um, yeah, it makes for a, a much kind of smoother journey and uh, a better end product, in my opinion, if that makes nice. sense. No, I get it. Okay, um, so that's the album of the year piece. Uh, the next one that we want to hear from you, who's your band do you think people should be looking out for in 2023? Uh, yeah, I didn't know I was going to be talking about this, so I'm literally just coming up with someone off the top of my head right now. Um, but... I would probably have to say, have you heard of Guilt Trip? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I say that, I mean, I know they've got a new album coming out on uh, Malevolence's record label, who are another band from Sheffield. Um, that obviously, I, well, I, I know them a bit and I follow what they do. And yeah, I've been listening to the Guilt Trip stuff and digging it. It's just like, just really good like hardcore um and yeah as they've got that new album coming out um you know the malevolence boys know what they're on about so if it's coming out on their label it, it should it should be a decent one and i'm looking forward to it yeah for a band that sort of cut their teeth and uh, calling themselves the kings of the underground for what 10 years 
And given that they've only really shifted into that sort of groove metal territory, I guess, in the last EP to record. Yeah. Yeah, you'd hope they know a thing or two. And, and hardcore's having a massive resurgence right now as well, isn't it? So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so great to see what Malevolence have been doing, you know. Um, yeah, they like you say, they've been doing it for ages. And uh, they had that massive underground following. I think Guilt Tripper maybe kind of following in their footsteps, maybe, in a way. So that's exciting to see from. What sort of neck of the woods of hardcore would you kind of park them in? Because there's a few different strains at the moment. Um, it's it's There are thrashy thrashy elements to it um i don't know i don't know what you call it metallic hardcore or i don't know thr- thrashy hardcore or something like that but, all right yeah. maybe a bit maybe a little bit crossover yeah i guess yeah nice okay yeah all right well for crossover fans that's definitely one to be looking at then and obviously like you said metallic hardcore um yeah and last but not least talk to us about your plans for 2023 with the band what are you up to um let's think yeah so we put out the debut album earlier this year um, born of obsidian and next year i think we're going to be recording the next one which um a few people have been surprised at because we took so long like literally seven years for, for the first one but it's just a case of once we've done it once and it's out there i don't know the juices have just started flowing and we thought why not do another one so that's going to get recorded, hopefully first half of next year, um, and then we've got a few kind of pretty big dates coming up. Stuff that's unannounced yet, but yeah, some big festival appearances, um, and we've just got a new bassist, so we're trying to break him in at the moment um, while doing all this stuff. We're off to Iceland actually at the weekend, and um, that's going to be a bit of a baptism by fire for him, but. Yeah, um, I think we're all looking forward to to next year and, and getting some stuff done, yeah. Very nice, very nice. All right, thank you very much. No worries.